Welcome to Gripping Business Tales Australia, the podcast designed to help Australian businesses overcome the regular and real challenges of being a success. Now, here's your host, Murray Smith. Colin Cuthbert is the Managing Director of Ayers Group, a full-scale payroll and contractor management company providing services designed to optimise workforce potential. In this episode, Colin discusses business growth, understanding when to get out of the way, improving culture and performance, and of course, Ayers Group's incredible expansion under the entrepreneurial operating system. Colin Cuthbert of Ayers Group, welcome to Gripping Business Tales. Hello, Murray. How are you? I'm doing really, really well. I appreciate you taking the time. Of course, no doubt um, in Sydney, the sun's out. You're overlooking uh, Darling Harbour and uh, just about to to whack on the shorts and and go for a run, I assume. That's what's normally happening in Sydney, isn't it? (laughs) If if I hadn't uh, pulled my... uh hamstring a few weeks ago I might well be doing that but the sun's not shining today but uh, <laughs> maybe next week well um, you know given that uh, we've identified a bad hamstring maybe we should turn to success gripping business <laughs> tales we have this this uh, tradition of asking the first question is if you could outline one personal success and one professional success you've had recently Colin yeah for sure personal success for me I mean it's it's, it's been a busy year for everyone uh, with COVID-19 obviously pushed in but um we've we've recently with with the family we've got a, an old vintage caravan and we've taken that away oh, wow. um for a couple of weekends down the coast down to to Bendelong and Burrill Lake so it's just really nice to get away switch off with the family and spend spend some really quality time with uh with the two kids and and, and my wife Louise yeah great fantastic and what about professionally Colin what's what's been the highlight recently uh Business when I say this with a smile and then I suppose with a with, with a frown at the same time, but uh, surviving COVID nineteen, I was uh, I was back in the UK. Um, I flew on the 9th of March, and mm-hmm. uh, within that week, it just seemed to all change dramatically. So I cut my trip short, and um, yeah, flew flew back to, to 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 come and sort of speak with the team. And um, so yeah, surviving COVID nineteen, <laughs> it's not gone away. Um, but yeah, the team have done really really well. Um, so yeah, I think that's a real highlight for me. It wasn't a highlight at the time. Um, <laughs> I didn't know where we were going to end up, but uh, no, we've, we've we've done a really really good job. The team have. Yeah, don't underestimate that as a success, Colin. Surviving is sometimes uh, a great success, uh, particularly in the moments we've been facing in the last few months. Now, I'm sure people are interested to know more about Airs. So, um, Colin, if you'd like to give us the uh, a bit of a history about Airs, where it is, where it, where it comes from, and what it does. Yes, Airs has been around for about 22 years now, but uh, we specialise in the the contractor management, migration, and uh, and payroll space. And so we work with a a lot of recruitment companies across Australia and New Zealand, and we really sort of specialise in that in that back office solution where. Um, we uh, we help or assist with the with the engagement and the employment of, of contractors, um, mm-hmm. particularly in the white collar space, and predominantly in that sort of IT engineering, finance, and, and admin um, those, those sectors. But we do everything from the onboarding, timesheets, invoice, all the all the way through to through to payroll. And when so twenty two years ago, as a as a founder, co founder, if you like, 
why why did you decide that there was a gap in the market and, and that you wanted to fill it? Yeah, interesting question. Um, I wasn't the founder of Ayers. Um, one of my, uh, my, so my business partner, Patrick Burke, um, yeah. it's, it's, it's a really interesting story. I was talking about this to someone else uh, last week. I, I used to work for a, a competitor um, in the market um, about 10 years ago. And um, anyway, the, uh, the, I, I, I left that business, Leicester Associates, and got introduced to uh, um, Patrick. It was, uh, it was via a mutual client of mine. And I didn't know whether I wanted to leave the industry um, because of the industry or, or, or maybe necessarily it was uh, potentially my boss at the time. Mm. Um, and I got introduced to Patrick and um, the mutual client said, even if you, you don't want the job, you'll enjoy the conversation. Um, that was nine years ago. So uh, it wasn't necessarily a, a gap in the market. Yep. It, was, it was more about you know, someone meeting a like-minded person that had got yep. a, a similar vision to me. So... You've mentioned had a similar vision, but what else were you seeing? What was what was it that you thought? Okay, well, I'm currently working for another organisation, and I'm going to talk to Pat Patrick about this. What were you seeing that you thought I could really make a difference in this organisation? Yeah, I suppose something that uh, yeah, really interesting question. I suppose for for, for us as is um, we work our, our, our primary focus is is the customer or the or the contractor and we're a service orientated business um, so it's all about process it's all about um, high touch with our customers mm. and it wasn't necessarily something that was high on the radar where I used to work so I got introduced to Pat and he said Cole there's no legacies here do what you need to do and I always felt that you know that the, the people aspect and the customer service aspect was something that was close to my heart and, and, and something that uh, our customers really, really needed. Yeah, that's um, interesting. But in terms of, for a service organisation, you felt that the service could do with an improvement. And somewhere along that journey too, Colin, you've uh, entered into the world of EOS, the Entrepreneurial Operating System. Yep. If you think back to, a, firstly, what attracted you to, EOS and what were you hoping to achieve out of it? What were the pain points that you had in airs that you thought this this will this might very well fix this? Because at the time before you start, you don't really know that it will, but what was it that, that you were feeling at that time? Yeah, I, I suppose I felt as a as a so, so Patrick's a um he's he's more of a silent partner. Yeah. Um, I, I felt as a as a business owner, I had to do everything. Um, I'm not a micromanager by any stretch of the imagination, um, yeah. but I just felt that one, I should be across everything and should be doing everything. Um, so yeah, that was, that was probably, I was, I was really becoming a bottleneck within my own business. And, and how did that really... make your team feel when, cause you, in terms of being a bottleneck, could you, could you see that happening? Like in terms of you might've felt it, but were you seeing it within your team about what that might look like? Um, if, if, if I go back um, pre-EOS, no, I didn't see it at all. Um, really? That's was, interesting, isn't it? <laughs> you know, my, my head was that far underneath the bonnet. Um, I, I didn't see it. I, I thought I was, I was helping out. Yeah, right. So how did you have the revelation that, hey, maybe I need some help with this? And, and, and then actually, if your head so far in the bonnet, how, do you, how did you actually respond to the concept of, of getting that help, if you know what I mean. Like sometimes 
that's a difficult thing to to balance within yourself if if a you actually think you're helping and b someone saying well maybe you're not yeah again i mean it it really sort of i i didn't know at the time um, yeah. i mean i was i was fortunate in a way um i and and i'll go back to the time i first met roger our implementer yeah um, right. I'd, I'd, I'd been um i've been asked to go on a a business lunch it was on a golf course with uh, with a hr person right. that was, uh, was was potentially trying to sell their services to us um and it was a four ball it was just out of sydney and um at the time you know again i don't really play that much golf but when i do i spend too much or used to spend a lot of time um, one in the trees looking for the ball um <laughs> but uh secondly uh, i was on the phone a lot um so approving payroll a number of questions come through but uh, one of the four ball was, uh, was, was Roger. And mm -hmm. towards the end, as, as we're sort of homing in on the 16th or 17th hole, he just said, Cole, we can help you. Um, and I sort of laughed because I didn't really know what he meant. Um, so yeah, we, we, had, we, we, we obviously had a conversation about what he did, what EOS was all about. And so I met him a few times. We were only a relatively small company at the time. And even back then I thought, well, we've only got four or five staff and it's grown. To sort of 17 18 now yep. um, but even then I, I thought well what can you do for me because we're only a relatively small business mm. so it's after those initial conversations and it took a, a year or so um for me really to dip my toe in the water and say do you know what you're right you really, really? can help out so it's really then that i suppose my my headspace opened up to realize that i was becoming the bottleneck within the business. Mm -hmm. um, and I always joke with Roger, you know, going back to that, you can help me out on, on the golf course. Yeah. Um, that, that what he meant by that was, mate, you need to be able to switch off um, for four or five hours at minimum um, on a golf course to go and enjoy your time and, and get away from the business. And that's something I wasn't doing at the time. So tell us how long you've been using EOS for, um, Colin? Yeah, we've been using uh, EOS now for about uh, three and a half years. Right. Um, and I, I, it's, I'm not, uh, I say it's, it's, it's been absolutely wonderful for me um, as a business owner and, and for the staff as well. It really does um, give everyone sort of the opportunity to, to grow themselves. It's yeah, not right. really my business. And what, so certainly amongst us in yourself, there's been lots of growth. What have you observed within the team? Um, it is in terms of what's happened over that three and a half years. Um, massive thing for, for for me and for the team. I mean, what, one of one of my I suppose critical errors initially uh, was probably hiring more so on skill oh, as opposed yes. to um, so looking at the CV and saying, "Hey, they're going to fit." Um, but uh, we've 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 really looked at the business whilst we've had huge considerable growth over over the years. We've been uh, using the system mm -hmm. uh, it's it's the value piece for me that we've put yeah. in we, we hire by it we talk by it and uh, and fire by it as well yeah so it's, it's been a massive piece for us so tell us a bit more for what that would look like so a shift from looking for technical skills to values based what does that look like in from a recruitment perspective how's that how does that change it might even change the questions you ask but if you could just sort of take us through that a little bit about what's changed in, in how you recruit, apart from being values-based, of course? Yeah, it's, it's, it's always been about the people. Um, but if, if I look back pre-EOS, um, again, I'd look at a CV 
and think, well, yeah, they've got payroll. Um, yeah. And I just home in on, on payroll questions. And, and uh, that, don't get me wrong, I mean, we still ask those questions sure. about their, their skill set, but it's more about the individual and, and how they can fit in and do they fit in with, mm. with, with their own values within the business. Because I think if your val values don't align, um, you're yeah. going to get found out. Yeah, and, uh, we've we've found that over, over the years, and you know it's it, it's hard, but we we've, we've really changed our interview techniques around those values mm. uh, to ask the right questions about what they do, how they do it, and why they do it. Yeah, right. And when people come on board, then under the under the how you're now recruiting, and they see how you're running your business, do they find that unusual? Or do they think, well, you know, in terms of I've worked in all these different organisations, I've come here to Ayers and this is, it's it's so clear and or it's not or whatever. What's the experience when people come on board at Ayers in terms of that new sort of new world, if you like? Uh, I mean, generally speaking, I think people like it. Um, and, and and often one of the statements we, we, we make in the interview, as, as, as much as it's about us asking questions coming on board, we want the individuals to actually ask questions about us. So uh -huh. you know, we're, we're really clear about um, what we're about, what our vision is and what our values are. Yeah. Um, and then we try and close the page about, uh, or, or, the, or, the, or the, the picture on, on the wall that actually states our values. Yeah, right. Just to make sure we're aligned. Um, I jest on that, but uh, yeah, yeah, generally speaking, I think people like it. Um, and when we speak to the recruitment companies, um, that do look to hire for us, we're pretty clear up front about the sort of person we're after. Yeah, right. So, yeah, we, we, we're very upfront when we speak to a recruitment company and say, hey, we're looking for somebody in payroll, we're looking for somebody in sales. Um, don't necessarily have to have experience in selling payroll or contract management services, but their attitude has to be, you know, really spot yeah. So it's interesting that uh, in, in terms of being using EOS for three and a half years. And, you know, uh, that means you've been through pretty much all the tools, um, <laughs> probably a couple of them twice, I'd suspect. Um, what, in, in terms of the challenges, you know, you mentioned bottlenecks before. What are your challenges now that you're using EOS? How have they changed that? Because, you, you know, essentially in, in business, you never get to the point where you don't have any challenges. It's just that the type of challenges you have change. And it'd be interesting to understand what sort of challenges you have now. Uh, that is a really interesting question because I smile as I say this. Um, going back to what I've just said about me being the bottleneck, um, we, uh, with, 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 when COVID came around um, back in March, I came back, I had to go and isolate in, in the caravan on the, on the driveway, so 14 days, and I didn't know where the business was going to end up. Yeah. So to us, me and my business partner, we said, look, this is all about saving the business. We don't know how bad this storm's going to be. Um, so let's just maybe throw off some sandbags and let's protect all the staff. And we've done that. And we've never got to a stage where we've had to walk into a board meeting and say, hey, we've got to let somebody go, because I think we did some really quick things quite early in the piece yep so, you know coming back to your question um i've i've probably got too involved and and have become the bottleneck again and the reason why um one of those sandbags that we threw off um was let's stop using uh, eos um oh okay um to 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 save our cost yep. um and we've 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 recently just gone back in a couple of weeks ago with roger 
Mm -hmm. um, and it's really sort of outlined that uh, those problems that I mentioned prior to using EOS, they're back again. Um, and yeah, I've become a bottleneck. I've tried to get too involved in maybe um, some of the uh, other areas within the business. So it's, it's, it's about communication. So, so it's interesting in terms of saying, okay, um, in terms of some of the sandbags and, okay, let's think about whether we continue to use Roger. At, um, I, what do you reckon the big lesson out of that is not, not so much about EOS, but in terms of, you know, the, your bottlenecks have returned. You're now fixing that, of course, but um, what do you reckon the lesson there is for you as a, as a business owner in terms of what, what you went through at that moment, in terms of the decisions of what you uh, decided to, to jettison, if you like? Uh, what have I learned? Some costs are good costs. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, yeah, not, 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 not all costs are bad. Um, you know, and like I say, I, I, I did freak out when, uh, when COVID first, first came around. Yeah, sure. I'll probably speak to a lot of people on this planet, not just Australia, not just in Sydney. Mm. Um, mm. But uh, it really highlighted to me um, in any business, communication is, is really key. People are really key in business and, yeah. and just keep upholding your values. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, when we decided, look, okay, the business is doing just fine. Um, we've survived COVID-19 up till now. We're going to do okay. Let's, let's really start getting back off site and yeah. get back into our quarterly meeting because um, whilst it's my business, um, it's also good to get some outside help as well. Yeah, really. so it's a really interesting observation is when, when crisis comes, sometimes you feel like you have to respond in crisis mode, if you like. And um, experience tells me that that's the time when you need to slow down your thinking and think about well, what is it that we really need to do now to make a difference to this organisation rather than just respond to our crisis, if that makes sense. It, so, it, it does, and I responded. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So right. in terms of that, you know, um, do you think the lesson, moving forward now, in terms of what you've learned over the last nine months, and as you say, we're certainly not out of the woods yet, but we're, no. we appear to be heading in the right direction. What do you think the opportunities are for you as a business, both internally and externally, in terms of positioning yourself for success? Um, it really comes back to communication again, because yeah. I suppose what, what, what it's allowed us to do whilst I, I reacted in a, in a crisis, um, the last few months and, and, and in particular going off site is yep. it's not just me. It's not just my business because there's other people in that have got an opinion and they've got other different thoughts. Um, so yeah, just being able to get away from the business and, and think about the business with, with four or five team leaders um, yeah. on site, it, it's really uncovered the opportunities that, that we have got. Um, the guys want sales training, they want more training yeah. on the HR and, and, and different awards. Um, and, and, and I look at the, the industry in, in, in total, um, the world's changed and it's, it's probably changed forever. Um, we, we are really hard workers in what we do. We're quite happy to pick up the phone, which I always want people to do. But if, if, if we look at the opportunity in terms of marketing, um, I can't do all that myself. Um, no. So, you know, we're currently going through an interview process at the moment to, to, to get somebody um, to work with our creative designers externally um, to come and help us out. And I, I see that as, 
there's an opportunity in the way we can communicate with our current customers, our current contractors, and, and also potential um, potential people that might want to come on board with, with our services. That's fantastic. So without referring back to EOS per se, Colin, and, and we've certainly spoken about communication, what do you reckon one of, in terms of outside of those two parameters, what do you think is it one of the great business lessons that you've got that you'd like to pass on to others about saying, well, um, whilst it's all about people and here's EOS and it does some great things, what do you think that um, businesses should be really focusing on? Um, one of the things, and I'll really harp on about this, um, and I know I've mentioned it about values a number yeah. of times in this piece, okay. um, we, we, uh, we really we really do harp on about the values and people that come in, they generally sort of say, you've got a good culture, but they haven't really met the team. Um, yeah, right. One of the real sort of standouts, I think for me to, to say to any business owner, um, put a set of values in place um, that you know you can adhere to and all your staff can adhere to on a day-to-day -day basis. And even not, not just a day-to-day, -day, make your decisions around it as well. Because it really does make, um, and it makes, a, a real clear, transparent um, questioning or, or, or answer session and decision making. Yeah, um, we, we 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 did a road show a couple of years ago, when of course we could get on a plane and hmm. and see people and, and drink a few beers after, and um, we sort of mixed it up a little bit. So the uh, the presenter said, "Well, what are you going to present?" And we said, "Well, we're going to do something about culture and and values." Um, so generally speaking, there were about sort of sixty to one hundred people in the room and. It was shared tables, yeah. you know, 10 at a time. And a few people said, well, you didn't pitch to us about payroll contract management. And we said, well, we didn't want to do that. We wanted to talk about something that, because uh, we know we can do payroll and contract management. Yeah, sure. And we really wanted to talk about the culture piece and, and the values piece. Um, and people said, well, but you're not going to get any money out of it. You know, what are you mm -hmm. trying to pitch? Well, we're not trying to pitch anything. We just want a really solid discussion to find out what sort of values you've got in the business. And right. um, it was interesting that so many companies hadn't got values within the business or Jeez. those that had, um, it was generally stuck up on a reception wall yeah. um, or, or on a picture, but it was never led back to. So um, I, I would really sort of harp on to any business owner, um, get some up on the wall, um, talk about them all the time and challenge yourself if they're the right ones, um, because that really has sort of made us a, yeah. a really sort of transparent business within and it's really made us or allowed us to to make some some clear decision making and and, and hire the right people and and those that we didn't hire necessarily based on values over the years we, we've had to have those tough conversations mm. or transparent conversations should i say to, to say things um, that aren't working out it's um some great advice there colin and i am sure there are people thinking how can I get in touch with Colin and Ayers Group in, in to, to talk more about payroll needs and, and so forth? And and how would they do that? What is the best way to get in contact with yourself and, and Ayers? Anyway, whether it's by phone, by email, on the website, um, you can come and visit us on the uh, on the balcony here in Piermont. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, we, we, we're always happy to have a chat and, you know, that chat sometimes doesn't lead to, to business, but what it does do, it uh, sort of allows us to, to be able to speak about some of the issues that maybe some of those businesses are facing themselves. 
Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we, we, we're pretty honest, we're pretty transparent. And sometimes we find that, uh, you know, these, those issues aren't really issues and we, we actually can't help out. So yeah, if right. they wanted to give me a call on the mobile or, or visit the website at airs.com.au, um, sure. we, we, we're always around, around for a, a coffee, a chat or a beer. <laughs> a beer, really? <laughs> there we go. Well, Colin, look, I really want to say thank you for coming on to Gripping Business Tales. It's been great to hear about your journey, particularly, you know, there's, there's some nuances in there about doing it, doing really well on it then not doing it and learning the lesson about why it's important to keep structure in your business. So, and more importantly, why it's important to have values and, and living up to those values. So look, I really appreciate you taking the time today. It's been great. And I look forward to watching Ayers kick some more goals into the future. Really appreciate it, Murray. Thanks for the, thanks for the chat. Thanks for listening to another great episode of Gripping Business Tales. Please remember to subscribe and to rate the podcast. And to start your EOS journey, contact me at grip6.com.au and I look forward to helping you get what you want from your business. Thank you.